The Real Estate Story with Adrian Butera. Welcome to The Real Estate Story. I'm Adrian Butera, your host. The Real Estate Story is an insight into our industry through real life stories. With a combination of special industry guests, our team and my personal past experiences will bring you weekly stories and insights. We hope some of our stories will put a smile on your face, but all the stories and experiences, importantly, leave you with greater knowledge of the real estate and property industries. Well, welcome to our third episode of The Real Estate Story. Thank you, everybody, for your patience, for your technical difficulties there with our live broadcast. But importantly, we are here with you and delighted to bring you our next episode. We're coming live from our West Footscray office today. We've moved our studio a little further west, heading across into the heart of West Footscray here and delighted to have our purpose-built studio just to record for you and uh, deliver some wonderful real estate stories. Our special guest here today, we've got Jessica Bettenay from Resident Avenue. We're going to hear from Lachlan Bishop later on talking about Spotswood and some great real estate opportunities out there. But first of all, I would like to make a special welcome to our guest, Jessica Bettenay. Welcome, Jessica. I'm really well, Jess. How are you going? enough to be really busy so um really grateful in that space at the moment yeah great great i might just get you to come closer to the mic where you can that's great and just tell me a little bit about resident avenue tell me a bit about your story and resident avenue as a business sure um resident avenue is our melbourne-based interior design firm um we like to think that we're um a little bit different in the sense that we are really passionate and um, really um, <sighs> adamant, I guess, that the interiors that we delivered are really personal and tailored to our clients, the way they live, their, their homes are inherent of their lifestyle and that we're delivering spaces that are truly functional for each family that live there. So I guess um, our whole design ethos is around understanding the people that we're working with. So before you tell me more about the business's detail and style design, I want to know more about Jessica. Jess, sure. I know you as Jess. Yeah. You were once a local to Williamstown. I know you spent some time in Bendigo, but yeah. give me a bit more of your backstory. From Bendigo to Melbourne, from Melbourne to Sydney, from Sydney back to Melbourne. Um, and when I came from Sydney, I moved straight to the west. Um, I had actually ashamedly never been um, to the west of Melbourne. Um, I grew up in Bendigo and I spent a little bit of time going to school in um, Melbourne in South Yarra and I lived there with my family for a while before we moved to Sydney and I, I had been from Bendigo into Melbourne most of my life and had never, ever been to the west of Melbourne before we moved back from um, Sydney. We lived in Coogee, um, Clove Valley, uh, to Williamstown. And um, I think I might have rented our first property off you, one of the streets of Willie. And um, within about four months, we actually bought the local pub down right. the corner on Douglas Parade, the Prince Albert Hotel. And we all we all know yeah. the Prince Albert. Yeah. Or the Albert. The Albert, yeah. And we lived there for 10 years with um, our growing family. 
uh, and things like that. So um, I have since madly fallen in love with the West of Melbourne, um, a very passionate Westie these days. Um, I think, um, you know, Spotswood and Seddon, Yarraville and Williamstown, they just offer such an incredible, diverse lifestyle and it's so close to the CBD. It's so handy for everything that we do. But I just really love the people here. I love that it's just a little bit quieter. Um, and I guess we – I had the pub and then we – I started a, um, a retail store with my girlfriend. I, I remember that. What was it called? Oh, the Assembly Hall. Assembly yeah, Hall, of yeah. course. So I came from a, a, a career in fashion to start with. Um, I was a fashion designer and... I know that because you always look lovely. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but I worked for Trelise Cooper. I'm not sure whether you'll be familiar with her. She's a really high-end nope. um, international Kiwi fashion designer. And I was her international sort of brand and sales manager um, for Australasia for a, lo- for a long time, um, about eight or nine years. And um, I opened a store in Williamstown, a little little store we renovated with our ha- you know bare hands back in the day. Uh, and... She, my girlfriend was an interior stylist and um, I did the fashion side, she did the homeware side and, and from there we just had a huge amount of people coming in and asking us to start decorating their house, styling, we did work for you, um, getting some of your houses ready for sale and we had a bit of fun with that um, and it just evolved really quickly into doing um, you know, furniture, then became, hey, could you do my bathroom, became, hey, could you do my kitchen became um, a fully-fledged big interior design firm with a big team and an architect and lots of other designers. Um, and to this day now, we, we do um, everything from uh, – and we specialise in, in residential. It's fair to say that the bulk of our work is homes. I think it's what I love. I'm a mum of four. Um, I love my family. I love being home. So I think I like to do what I'm passionate about. I think we all work so hard – um, and if you're going to work that hard, then why not do something you really love? So yeah, wonderful. And you can see that passion just in yeah. the conversations with you. And I think that's, I think it's delightful for anybody you meet in business when they've mm. got that passion and that energy. That's really awesome. Now, Jess, I know it feels like that from those early days, from from pub to assembly hall and now Resident Avenue, it feels like you've gone from naught to a thousand in a short amount of time. You've 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 had some turbulence a long way, but primarily okay. you've just driven forward incredibly. And from a little retail shop in Williamstown, I mean, you've done some amazing houses from what I understand. I, I can't say I've seen them firsthand, but yeah. you've done some beautiful houses. What Can you tell us about, without this, the detail, can you del- tell us about some of the special houses and some of those unique sure. projects? Um, we have two sides to the business. We have our studio side, which is our high-end residential, and then we have our business called Scope, which is our package-based business, which offers a more affordable solution. In the um, in the uh, studio side of the business, we have done some incredible projects, the most recent one for Grand Designs. Um, I've been really lucky enough to be involved in a project that spanned the last six years in Kelvin View, which is just outside of Euroa. Uh, and that house is um, is just next level, breathtaking. And that's gone to air, hasn't it? It you, has. It was on this on season, the first yep. episode. Um, and it's actually, we've just been talking to be featuring in their best of as well, which Fantastic. is exciting. Um, it's just also been featured in UK um, L. Um, and we, we've been really fortunate. We've had exciting projects from um, Amel Habib, which is our um, photographer. We, we collaborated with her in her bank studio project and that was featured in um, in a French magazine last month. Um, and we've done just some really great, beautiful homes. I think we've been lucky. And, and big homes 
large and small. Obviously, you, you've got that little package and more affordable option as well. What, whether it's big homes or little home, what becomes the most important component of the styling? Is it is it the colours? Is it the furnishings? Is it the way that you use different materials? What becomes the most important component? You know, it's a really interesting question. Um, I like to think when you look at our projects, if you look at our website, if you look at our Instagram page, you, you can't necessarily tell always that it's us. I like that. I like that we don't run to a true branded image. Um, that comes from really getting to know the people that we're working with and what they like and what their style is. And I very much see our role is to bring that out in them and to get challenge them and excite them and make them really find out what skips a beat in their heart and what makes them happy. Um, but functionality is always at the core of every single one of our designs, big or small. I mean, we've got, as I said, four kids at the house and if you're going to spend money renovating your house, you want to know that when you walk in the door there's a place for a school bag, your phone can charge by your bed and everything in that house from pantry to where you cook, how you cook, who does the dishes, you know, what pots sizes you have is all considered and we do that in big and small. Um, I think it's really important. Tell me, architects play a similar role from time to time, sure. not all, but, but architects do. How does the relationship between you as the interior designer and the architect, where does that relationship blend, cross over, sure. do you step on each other's toes? Um, I like to think that we're all pretty professional and we can work together nicely. I think, you know, architecture plays such an important role in creating a home and in creating the light and the vision and the sense of feeling in a space. Um, in our studio projects, um, it is most common that that house will have had a, a, a high-level architect or engaged architect and then we will come in and work alongside that ar- architect to create the finished story. In our studio projects, it's more common than not that the client will come to us first. Um, 90% of my business is referred clients from people that we have already done and it's a girlfriend or um, we're very lucky like that. We end up with a really beautiful group of clients who become friends in that space. Um, and those clients tend to come to us for advice on how to move forward. So we're heavily involved in those projects and we might get a draftsman, we might get a, a lower level architect, we might work in a number of different ways to create the end result. And we can be seen to be designing a balustrade, picking an exterior colour bond colour or choosing a rug. Yeah, exciting. It's, it's exciting times. Tell me, do you have particular clients that get hung up on certain elements? Uh, they get sure. stuck, they just want a, they want a white stone bench top and you just say, no, it's not going to work. Can you give me an example or um, a story? White is always and will always be, I think, the favoured colour of um, our, our country, Australia. We, we definitely like that black, white, grey, clean, coastal thing. And, and for me, I'm a colour freak, so I'm always trying to push people out of their comfort zone. And if we do do that white look, then I like to think that we can have 64 versions of texture in the space so it's still interesting but um, I think most people aren't really visual I think and I think that's the hardest thing is to translate what's in your head and what you see so clearly in your mind um, to a, a space where they can understand it and they feel safe in in seeing that vision I think we've moved recently in the last three three years to 3d modeling and rendering and that has changed the space it has made everything so much easier um, I think too um, people often think about the end result and it's not known because it's not what they do every day that there's quite a lot of steps along the process so it's just about trying to gently keep the process in the right order manage the expectations manage the expectations yeah exactly. I love it I love it now tell me you know there's always particularly you talked about fashion earlier and there's yep. always trends and there's yep. certain things that are in certain things that are not so in yep. can you 
Give us an insight. What's in sure. at the moment in uh, interior design? Um, I like to think I don't pay too much attention to the trends. Um, I think at the moment we are just seeing a really big love of texture and um, polished plaster is probably the biggest, newest thing that we're right. seeing coming through at the moment. I think everyone is loving the idea of these new surfaces that are being applied on larger scales that are adaptable across bathrooms, kitchens, floors, commercial environments, residential environments, joinery. They just have such a broad, you know, application. Polished plaster, is that where they polish it? It almost looks like stone? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I've with polished plaster, good. it's sort of, it has, you know, you could pick 10 different com- companies in Melbourne and each one of those would have 15 to 20 different versions of a polished plaster. So it can be really shiny and high gloss like a Venetian plaster. It can be really organic and mixed with straw and feel completely different so it's about um i think that's a really exciting development in interiors and i think we're just going to see more and more of it i think who doesn't love no grout lines in their shower yeah yeah it's really it's really interesting isn't it to hear about those new new uh, new styles in property at the moment so now tell me i I had a couple of questions here and i don't know we may have covered them off but i've got a couple of specific questions so Mm -hmm. if we're in a kitchen Mm -hmm. timber or stone where's your preference lie that's a good question. Um, they're two of my all-time favourite materials in any application, not just a kitchen. Um, I don't. I had a timber bench top, and I love them. I don't think you can beat a stone bench top. Um, but I am also a really big fan of having, um, and I know a lot of people are really particular about it. I like natural materials, and with that comes that limitation of scratching dinting marking staining and again it's that managing that expectations if you're going to have a natural material how's it going to work how's it going to evolve i mean your houses are beautiful and new for five minutes and then your family moves in and life happens so but there are stones and uh in the marketplace that are tough like granite and quartzites and things that are now being treated in different ways with flaming and brushing and all this sort of stuff so they take out the shine and the sparkle and make it rawer um that in my world there'll always be a place for both timber and stone in every kitchen. i think the combination's your answer yeah i love it and i think that's uh, that's realistic tell me if i'm i'm doing a house right now what color are my walls going to be typically Every person typically wants white walls, but I'm sort of trying to encourage people if we're going to go white on our walls, let's go with a lime wash or a textured paint so that we are having movement on our walls. We're having a bit, maybe not on every wall, but let's get some depth and some movement and some interest onto our walls. And then while we're doing white in our main kind of living areas, because it seems to make everyone feel bright and happy and stuff, let's get a bit bolder in some of the other rooms. Let's not be afraid with colour. Colour is one of the cheapest ways to change an entire space. I love it. Colour is affordable. What about uh, floor coverings? Uh, there was a time, I know from property that we looked at as we were selling it, renting it, there was a time where every floor finishing was timber. Yep. What's the trend with floors at the moment? It, it's still still timber, timber, timber and more timber. I think engineered boards have come a really long way since um, since everyone put in a solid black, black butt timber floor. Uh I think people are wanting to control the colour of the timber. So these pre-finished oiled engineered boards, which are just exceptional quality made from European oaks, stained in the most incredible soft oiled finishes, um, really allow people to have control over the, you know, oak can go quite yellow and timbers have a very definite, hardwood has a very different, you know, definite tone. Um, I think people are really loving the ability to pick that now. I mean, obviously there's still concrete, is still huge. 
Um, and I think the mix of both now, where there's a lot of terrazzo coming through, we're tending to play with flooring and creating zones with different surfaces. Great, great. Now tell me, you get couples in, uh, they're looking at their house, they're sitting with you at a consultation. What do couples argue most about in front of you? Oh, in I'm a glorified to marriage counsellor. Did really? you not know? <laughs> you may have seen that firsthand. Um, I am yet to find a couple that agree on most things. Um, I think that lots of our couples are loving in that space and kind to each other, but they don't typically have the same opinion. And what's important to a man is not important to a woman. What's important to a woman is not important to a man. I like to think that we can balance the two. I think there's a compromise. I tend to say, hey, you know, that's really important to him, so let's roll with that and then you'll get that. Or to him, hey, let's roll with that and she'll get that. So we tend to just balance the good and the bad. I mean, we're not a particularly feminine design firm anyway, so we tend to resonate with blokes as well. Because we, and I think we talk function a lot, which which also resonates with blokes. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know, just show me the man cave, and I bet you've designed a few of them over your years as well. I have. I'm designing a few really cool basements at really? the moment. Basement, I have three basements in the last twelve months, and this particular one we're doing at the moment. Actually, we've designed a sunken lounge um, for a particularly large vinyl collection. So I'm tipping there's going to be some pretty fun nights dancing in that. Little sunken lounge room. Sounds like a lot of fun. I bet yeah. you can see how they live. Now, before we let you go, tell us yeah. a little bit about your team. I know you've got a team that support you. Give us a quick insight. Um, I have an amazing team. It's run at the top by the helm by the, the legendary Janice Thomas, who is not so active in the daily operations of the business, but an incredible business mentor. And as you know very well personally, Jan, um, she's um, the pillar of the business and absolute legend. Um, I have uh, a gorgeous architect working for us who is from Italy. Her name is Isabella and she's heaven. Um, Tess, my left and right arm and studio manager and Hayley, the newbie of the team. Um, all of the g- girls are brilliant. They they all come from really diverse backgrounds. We're a kaleidoscope of individuals who have all had careers in different um, areas. So we don't really follow the rules. We follow our rules and we follow the rules of the people that live in our home. And, and I've per- we've purposely done that. We've purposely created a studio that is flexible and daring so that we get to um, offer our clients the best version of a home for them inherit of their lifestyle, basically. Jessica, Jess, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for the brief insight and uh, to letting us know more about your business and yourself. It's been wonderful to get get to know you better. Everybody, we'll be back shortly after the break with Lachlan Bishop and a bit of an insight in Spotswood. Have you used the Keep Me Posted button on our website? Just click Keep Me Posted and fill in your requirements and you'll automatically receive all our up-to-date listings as they appear. Well, there we have it. Thanks, everybody. Jessica was wonderful. Now we've got on the air right now, Lachlan Bishop. Welcome, Lockie. Thanks for having me. Yeah, pleasure. Pleasure. Great to have you here. It's. Um, I know you've been a bit, uh, bit concerned in speaking on the microphone today, but it's great to have you in the studio. Now, I wanted to ask you a little bit about Spotswood and what's going on in Spotswood and what you've seen from uh, the amenities what's going on tell us tell us about spotswood yeah look spotswood what it's the i say it's the heart of the inner west you know as soon as you get off that westgate freeway you've landed in spotswood and um you know what was coming was there was a lot 
before this pandemic, you know, there was the Grazeland where it was going to be the largest. It was, it was a food a food truck event for the whole of Melbourne that was going to be lo- located in Spotswood. And, you know, it goes from what's there at the moment, you know, there's Hudson's Road, there's Candy Bakery, which attracts everyone from the other side of town and here. And uh, Science Works, where that's been around since, you know, early days before I was even in primary school. Uh, even though it's closed down at the moment, I can only imagine that will pick up immediately as soon as, uh, you know, things go back to normal. Yes, Science Works is a big draw card for uh, the inner west we know. In fact, once upon a time was identified, and it may still be the case, as the most highly visited museum in the country, uh, run by Museums Victoria, which it's, it's a great place for kids, but I might say big kids as well, like you and I, Lockie. You've been involved in a bit of real estate in and around Spotswood. Give us a quick insight into what you've got for sale there in Spotswood at the moment. Yeah, look, at the moment I'm selling uh, a property on Hick Street, number 51A, which is an amazing townhouse. You know, it's the owners purchased off the plan and made those changes, so it's not your, your typical townhouse. You know, they've done the, the Tazio oak flooring, the, wood, like the carpet upstairs. It was done properly, like, from the ground up. And, look, this is a, a four-bedroom house, two living, three bathrooms, car accommodation, off-street. Like, it, it ticks all the boxes. Now, tell me, what sort of price point, something like that, just for people listening that not necessarily wanting to come and live in Spotswood, but give everybody an idea, because Spotswood's only about, what, six kilometres from the CBD? Seven. Seven kilometres from the CBD. Give everybody an idea of what sort of money you need to pick up something like that property in Hick Street. Yeah, look, we're at the moment quoting nine to nine ninety on this property. Um, look, I, t- I took a buyer through this morning. I've got three more this afternoon. There is definitely an appetite for houses like this, and there's still buyers out there. Now, there's a lot going on in Spotswood. There's, uh, there's a lot of construction because there's some old industry. The Westgate Tunnel Project's popping out there, which you know, not everybody wants to live around that sort of construction, but the long view, the long, long-term aspect of, of Spotty is uh, it's the place to be, heart of the inner west, and there's still some great development opportunities around there. What do you enjoy personally? What do you enjoy most about Spotswood? Oh, like there's a few things at the moment. Like it's, I mentioned it before, the Hudson Street, you know, the, the Spotty Pub, all the... Spottiswood, ca- Spottiswood Hotel. Spottiswood, I, I can't say I've called it that before. But no, that what I like personally is it's all in one spot from cafes to restaurants. It's all on one street. Oh, I think getting around that, you know, go a coffee, get your lunch. And then there's the golf course as well, just behind it. Everything is there from as well public transport. Yeah, Spotswood certainly is a wonderful place to think about raising a family. There's some wonderful schools in and around that area there. And as we've talked about, the amenities are wonderful. Not forgetting Spotswood train station, bus transport. It really is a great place to live. So for those that want to wander over the bridge, whether you're coming over here to check out Grazeland once it does open up or whether you're wandering over to the Science Works Museum or just grabbing some bread rolls from Candy Bakery, whatever it is, it's a wonderful place to visit. Are you on the move with a smartphone in hand? Go to comptongreen.com.au and our mobile-friendly website will make it easy to find the latest listings for sale and rent in the inner west. Well, there you have it. There's our next episode done and dusted for the real estate story. Thank you to Lachlan Bishop. Thank you to Jessica Bettner and the insights into Resident Avenue. It's been wonderful having you all here. It's been a delight to have all our listeners here. And for those that were patiently waiting live, it's great that you stood by us as we push through those technical challenges. We'll be back with you next Thursday, 1.30, once again live with our next special guest. We look forward to seeing you next week.
The Real Estate Story brought to you by Compton Green. 